first epistle of John, chapter 2, verse 18. Little children, it is the last time, and as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now, there are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. I know I'm going to be standing for the next 35, 40 minutes. Would you stand with me? Just kidding. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us. Savior, we love you and thank you for your goodness. We ask you to help us in the word of God today. Strengthen your children. Strengthen the church, I pray. And we ask these things in the wonderful name of the Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. Now, this is going to be more of a lesson than preaching because... I feel like we as a church need to remember who we are during the crisis of the world. And I've been through the gas crisis, been through the electricity crisis where you couldn't keep your lights on at night, been through water crisis where they limited the water and uh, went through the toilet paper limitations. Everything in society is so out of course. And now we're in a crisis of COVID-19 and where less than one-third of 1% 1 of the people have been affected by it. And 98% of that one, less than one-third of 1% 1 recovered from it. And yet we that are healthy are quarantined and somewhat in prison camps. I want to talk to your heart tonight, and I'm not going to try to establish who the Antichrist is. I've lost several. It looks like John lost several, too. He said, even now there are many Antichrists, so he lost a few himself. So I'm not here to establish who the Antichrist is, but I'll tell you what it, what it really is. It is a spirit, the spirit of Antichrist. That's why we need Holy Ghost Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, to counteract the Antichrist. So I'm not going to try to establish who the Antichrist is. It's probably becoming more evident as time goes on. But basically, it, it will be a world power, and it will have a figurehead, no doubt. But I'm not going to get into all of that as much as I want to get into the spirit of the Antichrist, taking you to the second chapter, the 22nd verse of 1 John. It said, Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is Antichrist, that denieth the Father and the Son. That word and can be interpreted or translated even. And the translators, of course, chose the word and. But if you put the word even, which is not doing damage to the scripture, it said he is Antichrist that denieth the Father, even the Son. So I want to assure you as a church today that we, don't, we do not deny the Father and the Son or the Father, even the Son. We know who Jesus Christ is. We know what he's made of. We know what all is involved in his life, his birth, his death, his resurrection, and who he is today. We are still the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Reading another familiar scripture in 1 John, he said in chapter 4 and verse 3, he said, And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh 
is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, even now already, as is it in the world. Already. This is the times of the apostles. That spirit of Antichrist was then. So I don't want you to get hung up on men. I don't want you to get hung up on ideology. I just want you to know that the spirit of Antichrist is well today and alive and active and more active than ever before. And I hope after our lesson today, at least we'll give you a little bit of insight on what is happening. Getting, taking you to the book of Revelations. <clears throat> now, the book of Revelations is a revelation of Jesus Christ. And before I give you my title for our lesson today and read my real text scripture, I want you to know that the book of Revelation is a symbolic, many symbolism in the book of Revelation. We don't know what a lot of these things are, but as it unfolds, we will see it. And what I'm going to present today, you will see the unfolding of some. I can't give you answers. I'm not a prophetic preacher, teacher, but I do have a burden on my heart today to encourage the church that no matter what happens in our world, no matter what happens in our world, I say no matter what happens in our world, we need to recognize there is an Antichrist and there is a Jesus Christ. And what side are you going to be on? book of Revelation is a revelation of Jesus Christ. It is revealing his desire for the world and the church. It gives us many symbolisms that fits many generations. Some of the, book, some of the things that are stated in the book of Revelation has happened. Some of them are yet to happen. Some of them have been repeatedly happened. And that's what I really believe in the Antichrist spirit of our world. It is a repetitive thing that comes and rears its ugly head. And I'm going to get ahead of myself today just to proclaim to you that in the last few days and weeks with COVID-19 and the riots and the confusion of our world, the Antichrist spirit has risen. They don't want you to go to church, but you could be in the streets and riot. Tell me there's not an Antichrist spirit in our world. They want to arrest us for coming to church? You know, I told Brother Bradford when he started making his plans that I've been behind him all the way in it. I said, are you ready to go to jail for what you're doing? He said, yes. I said, I'm going to jail with you. We'll pray so loud. We'll preach so long. They'll kick us out. <clears throat> I, I don't believe in marching down the street. I don't want us to get involved in all of that. That's not what we're supposed to. We have to stay and remember who we are. Don't let anything deceive you. Jesus said it over and over. Be not deceived. Deception is part of the Antichrist. He's a liar, the father of lies, and the instiller of untruths and falsity in the entire world. And that's what we see today. We see, and it's not just Antifa that is in the world, that anti-whatever they call it. It is an Antichrist spirit. They really do want to put the church underground. But I say we're going to stay above ground and we're going to worship Jesus through it all. So John said in chapter 1 and verse number 4, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is 
which was and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. Very briefly, Jesus was, he is, and he is to come. This is a revelation of Jesus Christ. You can go back to the Old Testament, and in one lesson I can't cover it all, but I can tell you there has been an anti-God spirit since the creation of man in the Garden of Eden. We need to recognize that that spirit is alive and working today, and we need to stay in tune with God. It is so good to see all of you in the house of God today. It has been a long, dry spell in our world, but we've had three services a week or so, and we've had good times and good fellowship, and we've had good attendance. But I'm telling you, this is something that should happen more every day. The church should become more important to you than anything in the world. Living for God should be more important to you than living in the world. Everything in life uh, is going to pass away. Your cars are going to be gone. Your bank account's going to be gone and all of that. And we're going to be gone. The church is going to be gone in the rapture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm here to preach to you today. There is an anti-Christ spirit, but there is a Christ spirit. I said there is a Christ spirit. There is a victorious spirit. We will not be defeated. We're not going to be set back. We're going to stand for truth and stand for righteousness until Jesus Christ comes. I don't know about you, but I feel a resurgence in our world that somebody's going to start looking for the Christ and quit listening to the Antichrist. They're going to give tired of the spirit of the world and say there's something better in the church of Jesus Christ. I'm so glad I'm in the church today. I'm so glad I know who Jesus is. I'm so glad on Pentecost Sunday today that I have something more powerful on the inside of me than what's in our world today. So it's always been the plan of Jesus, which was, which is, and which is to come. So you could kind of title this something about past, present, and future. Because in the past, the Antichrist spirit was the same spirit that crucified Jesus, plain to know it's an antichrist spirit. It, it was the whole product of life while he lived on this earth. His three and a half year ministry was plagued by attacks, lies, innuendos, and deceit, but he kept on marching. Jesus Christ became the supreme leader of the church, not, not just because he was God in the Old Testament, but that he was Jesus Christ in the New Testament and that he overcame the obstacles of the Antichrist and stood, no matter what, and preached even to his death. Now that usually takes a real drop like it just did because all of us don't like the idea of death. But persecution and tribulation has been in the world since the days of Jesus Christ. The reason some of us think that maybe it's down the road or somewhere else is because we really haven't felt it in America like they felt it in other parts of the country. We're friends with Brother Jacobar in India. We've been in his home. Some of his pastors have been murdered for this gospel. They are, they are martyrs for this gospel. In Ethiopia, there are those that have been martyred in our day. So we can't say that, uh, well, tribulation is coming down the road. Tribulation is here right now for some because of the Antichrist spirit that is in our world. 
You need to be careful what you listen to on the news. You need to be careful who you pay attention to and not let anything deceive you and think that this world is going to be better. It's not going to be better. It's going to get worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. This world is not going to get better. But let me just tell you, I believe the church is going to get better. I believe we are going to be stronger. I'm trying to preach to you today to be strong in your faith and not stand with the Antichrist of our world, but stand with the Christ. The Christ. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Our hope is not in this world. Our hope is not with the things of this world. Our hope is in Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want heaven to know, I want the world to know that we stand for truth and righteousness. So I preach to you today. I'm going to go through some scriptures beginning the 17th chapter of the book of Revelation, the 11th verse. I'm not going to reveal everything because I don't know everything. But I do want to reveal what is happening, and you can see it in the scripture. Verse 11, and the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth. It just means that the spirit of Antichrist has been, it will be, it is, and it's all inclusive in a spiritual attack ultimately against the church. You don't have to try to figure out the beast. The beast is the world power. All theologians see that and understand that in the scripture. It is a power. And the ten horns which were soused on the ten king are the ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. And I just want you to remember the term one hour. The ten horns are kings that have not received their kingdom, so that was something that was future. There's past, there's present, and there's future. I'm not sure where it fits in our future. These are things that you look through a glass darkly, and anybody that says they know the, all the answers on it, they really don't. You only see it through a glass darkly, but we see countries rising, kingdoms rising, And listen to what happens to those kingdoms that are rising that have power for one hour. Just listen. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the lamb. Now, before I go any farther, I in my lifetime have never seen the world kowtow to a foreign entity. 182 nations up to 213 nations have given in to quarantining healthy people and setting things aside. Never, listen to me, I don't know all the answers, but listen to me, never has our world seen a bowing down to a statement by a world organization Kingdoms, presidents, prime ministers, all giving into it. I, I know it's bad. I'm not, let me just make this statement. COVID-19 is right. It's real. It kills people. We understand all of that. So does the flu. So does pneumonia. So does drunk drivers. Why don't you quarantine the drunk drivers? You know why they won't quarantine the drunkards? Because too many in politics are drunkards. 
Too many of our politicians would rather drink than, than take care of us as the people. It's just common sense. I'm, if I step on somebody's toes, get steel-toed shoes. In essence, what this said, I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not promoting that there's going to be a literal guns, swords, and spears battle. I will say there's a tremendous spiritual battle. A spiritual battle. And it's affected us. It's affected our church. It's affected all of us. Sitting in our homes wondering what's going to happen. Who's going to die? That's fear. And fear has torment. But perfect love casteth out fear, the Bible said. Let's fall in love with Jesus Christ and not fear the things of the world. Oh, hallelujah. These all gave their power up. I've never seen a world give their power up like they have. Brother Raul Alviar was here not long ago in Brazil. He was trying to have church. You probably read it. Some of you read it. The police came in Brazil to shut the church down. Now, I'm telling you, this is not a one-country deal. And the Antichrist is not one man. It is a spirit that is against the church. And ultimately, ultimately, just prior to the rapture of the church, we may see some difficult times, more difficult than today. But I'm telling you, the end result is we're getting out of here, church. Jesus is coming after his bride. Jesus is coming after his church. And the Antichrist spirit is not going to win. This is going to be my theme today, and I don't know. I, I was going to tell you, I was to, like Zsa Gabor to her seventh husband. I was going to tell you, I'm, I'm kind of like her, I won't keep you long today. And she spoke to her seventh husband. But I may keep you longer than I thought. If we don't get a vision of who we are and get a vision. You all right, Pastor? If we don't get a vision of who we are, a world will deceive you. A world will confuse you. The tormentor will be depressive and oppressive upon you. That's why we have to have church, even if we have to rotate around it. Be here. Let's worship Jesus. Let's have glorious victory. Somebody is going to receive the Holy Ghost. Somebody is going to be in the house of God. Somebody is going to overcome the world. Somebody is going to recognize we're the church of Jesus Christ. Well, hallelujah. I don't know when Jesus is coming. Be all right if he came today. But I'm telling you, from now until he comes, we ought to have church like we've never had church before. You ought to have, you ought to have church cards in your pocket and drop it off everywhere you go. It's time to find somebody that's hungry. Our world is confused, and they're looking for somebody to lead them. And all the kings of the earth seems like they're giving their power already, slowly, over to an antichrist spirit and this has been a real revelation now you add onto that the conflict of riots and let me emphatically state this church this bishop this pastor and pastoral ministry staff is against police brutality in any form we're against it in fact i almost can tell you the whole world was against this situation 
But we're also against destroying property, destroying businesses that were innocent people. So we're in confusion, in confusion. Everybody say confusion. These people, some of them are very good people that are in the streets. They're for a righteous cause. They're against police brutality. But there's an underlying spirit that they're slowly beginning to see. It's an Antifa group of people that are picking up the megaphones and inciting riots, and it's hurting innocent people. More people have already died than was started in this confusion. People that didn't have anything to do with that. I'm just telling you, they can't stop it. It's in every major city in America last night. Probably will be tonight. It's in our own city today. It is an antichrist spirit. They cannot control the crowds. Having said that, ultimately, if they want to shut the church down and let riots go, something's wrong with government. Something's wrong with society. And I'm not telling you to get in the streets. I'm telling you to get on your knees. I'm telling you to get your hands in the air. I'm get, telling you to be strong in the faith and be ready to withstand all that comes against the church. Because it's not going to be better in our world. Because all of these world powers, suddenly the world leaders and the Antichrist spirit got a glimpse of people just giving in to them. Just giving in. The whole world is good. The math is astounding. The math is astounding. In America, less than one-third of 1% has contracted COVID-19 since January. One-third of 1%. That is one person in 300. And they quarantine the 300. Now... I'm not, I'm not against us being aside. Wearing masks if you want to, I'm for it. All that, I'm for whatever we're doing, we're doing it, we're for it. But I'm telling you, ultimately, this is what I want to warn you about, ultimately, they've learned they can tell the whole world in a moment to do something, and the whole world will do it. That is the Antichrist spirit that I never saw happening like it's happening right now in my lifetime. I've never seen that. And then in our own country, our own country, every governor, every mayor, all of the health departments all at once cave into this. And I, I, I understand it's real. We've had people close to us die. My father died in the 1918 flu. My grandfather died in the 18 flu. I have compassion on that. But so have we lost people to pneumonia and especially to drunk drivers. And let me just remind you, that two humans walk into an abortion clinic and one walks out alive. You can keep an abortion clinic open that kills lives, but you can't keep a church open that saves lives. Something's wrong. And I'm telling you, it's the Antichrist spirit. The reason I'm teaching like this is we're at the end of the world. I don't know when Jesus is going to come. I wish he had come now, but somebody made the statement, wait a minute, we still want to see somebody saved. That is why we're here right now. And let me just admonish you, church, don't miss church. When this is all over with and they open the doors finally, 
You need to be in the house of God, and we need to be a witness to a world that we are a different people. We are the Christ people. We're not the Antichrist people. We are the Christ people. We belong to Jesus, and Jesus belongs to us. So they give all their power unto the beast or the Antichrist spirit, and then it said they will make war with the Lamb, which is Jesus, or the Spirit of Christ, and overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him. <laughs> this is what's fun about preaching Revelation. There's parts of it you can really preach. And this is the part I can really preach. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are... They that are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. I'm so glad that the Lord called me as a little boy. I'm so glad he filled me with the Holy Ghost as a little boy. I'm so glad that he kept me through the years as a little boy and a young person and chose me to be a part of his kingdom. I refuse to back away from this truth. I refuse to back away from the Christ that gave me life on this Pentecost Sunday many years ago. I'm so happy to be a part of him. I said, I'm so glad to be a part of him. Because they that are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. And he saith unto him, 15th verse, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. Just tells you that when you're talking about waters in Revelation, it explains itself. It's talking about multitudes of peoples and nations and tongues. The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, at the female gender of this scripture has to do with religion. The mother harlot church or the mother harlot doctrine is not confined to one body of believers or unbelievers or false doctrine or churches. It is a, it is a culmination of what I read to you in the book of John that anybody that does not believe that Jesus is the Lord has that spirit of antichrist. We know who Jesus is. Don't back away from it. Don't give in to it. It is a spirit of Antichrist, and it has taken over our world. We are blessed to know who Jesus Christ is. We're blessed to know that he is the Savior of the world, and he is in us. If he's in us, how can he be somewhere else and not be in us? As they believe, well, he's there, but now the Holy Ghost is in you. They're all confused. It's all part of Babylon. And I want you to remember Babylon the next few minutes as I get into this a little bit more. Verse 17, for God hath put it in the hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the, wor the words of God shall be fulfilled. Just plainly telling you that God is involved in letting a world be ca caught up in darkness, caught up in confusion, and caught up in false doctrine. The world is caught up in it. And that's basically what it's saying in this particular scripture. I, I want to go to the 18th chapter and briefly go through that and try to come back to a culmination. Verse eight, chapter 18, 
Verse number one, and after these things, after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. You know, I can preach that strong and powerful. We know who Jesus Christ is, and there, verse two said, they cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. If we're not living in that day right now, I'm telling you, there's not a better day for Jesus Christ to come because our world, that foul spirit, that hateful attitude, the vomiting of, of ugliness in our world today, if we're not there, I don't know where we are, but we're there. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we are there in the 19th chapter of the book of Revelations, the 20th verse said, And the beast was taken, and, it, <coughs> and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. They both were cast alive into the lake of fire, which burneth forever and ever. And here's the ultimate hope of the church. There is going to be a culmination of all of this. I wish God would reveal some more to us as time goes on. I believe that he will. But in essence, and the fruit of all the scripture is pointing to the fact that this world is coming into an antichrist attitude, an antichrist spirit. If you read the 18th chapter of the book of Revelation, you will notice in there the one hour thing that I reminded you in the beginning of our lesson today. They mourned the failure of merchandise. The 18th chapter covers all of the things in our world today. It covers, it covers the precious metals in the stock market. It covers the merchants and the seagoing ships that are in the sea waiting to be unloaded. How many of you read how many ships are in the sea with oil in it? They don't know where to put it. Ships coming from Asia and China and around the world don't have a place to unload their merchandise because the Antichrist spirit came and destroyed the goodness of America, yea, the world. And I'm saying that to tell you, the 18th chapter, it speaks in, in symbolism, and I'm not trying to tell you I know all the answers. I'm just telling you, when I read it, I recognized how close we are to the end of the world. I don't have time to go into every scripture in the 18th verse, uh, but it covers almost everything in the retail world, the selling of purple, linens, the spices, and the grocery stores, and the ships at sea. It covers all of that. In symbolism, yes, it may or may not fit. I'm just telling you, it does seem to fit today to me that we're at the end of the world, and the world is in trouble. The world don't know what to do, and it's times like this that a man of sin could arise and be a powerful leader in our world. What are we to do in the midst of it? We're to recognize that if that power takes over, there's another power coming that's going to lighten the world with the glory of his presence. And what I'm really trying to help you see that if it really gets dark in our world, there's a light, a glorious light, the gospel of Jesus. It's going to shine so bright. That's why we're in the church today. I know it's almost old hat to say worship God because we say it so often. But there will be a day, if we're not careful, we'll love to hear somebody say, worship God. 
Our church needs to be a powerhouse. So sinners in our world, in a world of confusion, Babylon is confusion. Babylon stands for confusion. That's where our world is, confusion, confusion. You know, the only thing right is the church of Jesus Christ. The only thing right is an apostolic church. The only thing right is a church that believes in worship. We're not giving our power to anything. You know who we are? We're not the Antichrist spirit. We are the Christ spirit. We're not looking for an Antichrist. We're looking for the Christ. We're looking for reality, not falsehood. We're looking for truth, not failure. And there's so much in that 18th chapter. You can just read and pick it up. Even, even, even bars that have music, dance halls and confusion, musicians. Read it. It covers it all. They're mourning because it's gone in an hour. I don't know how long the hour is. I don't know how to define that symbolism. I'm not trying to. I'm just telling you that one day this really shows how fast a world can be controlled. That's plain to see. You don't have to understand revelations at all to know how fast a world can be controlled. I wonder if we could really get a picture of what I'm trying to say today. How fast we should be when we come into the doors of this church to be controlled by the Christ. How fast if you had felt the spirit of the Christ that you could get in tune with the Christ. How fast would you lay aside the things of the world and the confusion of the world and become in tune with the Christ. We're not a racist people. We're a God-fearing people. We love everybody. Our altars are open to everybody. Our church is open to everybody. When we get to heaven, every tongue, every nation, every kindred, every people, every color, every stripe is going to be there. I'm telling you, the Antichrist spirit brings confusion and wants confusion. But what does the Christ want? The Christ wants us to stand with victory. The Christ wants us to stand with an overcoming power. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse number 20, chapter 19. I've got to quit because you can read so much. Let's go back to verse 1 of 19th chapter. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah. You know, some years ago, I can't even remember who the preacher was right off now, but he preached a message that this is just choir practice. If we're going to be saying hallelujah in heaven, what's wrong with saying hallelujah here? Can you drown her out? How many can drown her out? Say it. How many can drown her out? Drowned her out. Come on, drowned her out. 
Now, let me tell you something. And taking that little analogy there, when a spirit arises that tries to put us down, we need to rise up and put it down. When something tries to destroy a church service, something tries to destroy the people of God, we need to rise up with victory. I'm not ashamed to say hallelujah. I'm not ashamed to worship his name. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed to exalt his name. They're going to say hallelujah, but what else are they going to say? Salvation. Power, glory, and honor, and power under the Lord our God. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm here to tell you that our God is more powerful than the Antichrist. The apostles lost their lives, all but one, it looks like. And I don't know what's going to happen to the church, but let me encourage you. Ultimately, hear me, ultimately, we win. Musicians come. Ultimately, we win. The Antichrist spirit is defeated. Hallelujah. Salvation. Altar working. Praying through. Salvation and glory. Come on, let the glory of God be in this house. Let the glory of God be in this house. And honor and power be unto the Lord our God. Three more times it says hallelujah. Come on, let's say it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to our God. Hallelujah to our God. Oh, I feel something powerful in this house today. I'm not here to incite a riot. I'm here to incite victory. I'm here to incite power, an overcoming spirit. This is the church of Jesus Christ, and we're not going to be defeated. Hallelujah. We're for more than we are against. We're for Jesus. We're for salvation. We're for the glory of God. We're for honoring Jesus Christ. We're for the power of God in this house. And I know sometimes our bodies don't like us to raise our hands. Sometimes our bodies don't like us to stand and worship. Sometimes our bodies don't like us to run the aisles and shout with victory. But I'm telling you, the only way you're going to overcome the spirit of the world is to have the spirit of God. This Holy Ghost Sunday, the power of God is in this house. On this Pentecost Sunday, 50 days after the resurrection, we're in the house of God celebrating salvation, glory, honor, and power unto God. Our allegiance is unto God. So ultimately, church, listen carefully. Ultimately, it's not going to get better in the world. Evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The scripture, you don't have to be a prophecy preacher to understand it's going to get worse in the world. Do you want to go back to the world as it gets worse? Even in the oppressive times when the enemy just sets on us and just pressure. 
Don't go back to the world. Get to the well. Get to the house of God. Because I read the back of the book, the preacher said, and we win. Ultimately, we are going to overcome. Ultimately, the church wins. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of the church. I want to be a part of the church. I want to be a part of the Christ. God is stronger. God, you are high.